everyone. It is Marilyn Alori, and welcome to Who Can It Be Now, the podcast. And um, so I have a lot going on right now. And because I have a lot going on, we're going to play a fairly simple game with your surroundings and learning how to read for yourself. So I'm going to take you through an incredible, fun journey exercise, and you can be anywhere. You can be in the kitchen. I'd rather you not do it in your car until you've gotten really, really good at this. Um, you can be at your desk. You could be at the park. You could do it at all of the above. It doesn't even matter. And we're going to play a fun game where I'm going to take you through the different senses and how to break up the symbols to answer one of your questions. So I teach um, the symbolic language of your soul. And I've already spoken about this quite a bit and you've seen how I work. And what it is is... I basically teach you how to use your own um, life experience in order to answer the questions of the symbols that you see. So let me just review a couple of things just so you know. For me, everything is a symbol, whether it's a sound, a smell, a person, you know how many times you'll dream about, um, I don't know why the cast of Friends tend to come into a lot of our dreams, but they do. Sometimes I'm like, oh, there's Jennifer Addison and Monica and we're all friends and hanging out. So I'm not the only one who knows that they have dreams with the cast of friends, but all of those people that show up in your dreams are, um, are symbols. Sometimes I know when I was, my mediumship ability was opening up and, uh, it was like gangbusters. I was dreaming of a lot of people that I'd never met before. And I was like, you're dead. And I feel like a lot of um, deceased people were coming in and, and just visiting me in my dream state. And that's probably because my mental, um, chatter was turned off because I think I've taught you this before. I'm seeing a butterfly right now. Ooh, butterflies. What do butterflies mean? Butterflies are transfer. It's right outside my window. It's like, just keep going. Oh my goodness. And I live like three stories up. It's so beautiful. Not that they can't fly that high. Um, butterflies are about transformation. I shared a whole thing about what butterflies mean to me, transmutation through joy. And I've shared what butterflies mean to me in one of my other episodes. So um, in our mental state, our mind chatter is turned off and that allows us to communicate easier uh, and quicker. So that's why a lot of times people have precognitive dreams, dreams that come true, or you're getting woken up in the middle of the night. Everything that I've taught you already, if you haven't listened to my other um, episodes, then go binge, go sit somewhere and listen to them and you will learn a lot. Hopefully, at least I'm hearing people are really loving it. So um Part of, and it's interesting because I just had a new student that just joined Membership for Your Soul. And she said, she was asking me about getting in touch with her guides. And I pointed her to certain courses in there. But I said, the biggest issue with communicating with your guides is mind chatter because you negate what you get. So we're going to play a game today in your externals where you can't negate it. You're going to have to use the thing I tell you to use. And I'm going to teach you how to break down that symbol. I do have my class, Symbolic Language of Your Soul. I believe it's on my website if you want to check it out, or you can always like ask us about joining Membership for Your Soul, which is an incredible community. Um, the reason why I'm doing this today is because, like I said, I have a lot going on. I don't want to share one of the things that is going on right now. Sometimes I'm very um, into energy, very into energy. And I feel like sometimes when you share things on a recording, it's there like for life. And I don't want to do that. So maybe... After it's all through, I will share it at another time. Um, my members know what's going on. Well, if they're listening to this when this comes out, but anyway, it doesn't matter. So I want you to learn how to read for yourself. You know, I share it in my automatic channeling 
last week that my automatic writing channeling, how they said to me, you know, we want you communicating with us all the time. And I do communicate with them all the time. It's constant communication, not like it drives me nuts or anything. It's, you know, there aren't all these voices in my head going, hey, go down that aisle. Wait, no, go talk to him. Wait, where are you going? No, there's a dead guy over there. Go speak to him. I don't allow that shit to happen. Like, I'm like, you're not freaking doing that to me. But when I need it, they are there. So usually when I'll need it is if somebody triggers me and I don't want to respond right away, um, I will go inside, get quiet. I can do this like in an instant and I can hear the guidance right away, just talking me through what I need to know in order to have a better reaction than what I normally would have in the moment. And trust me, my Brooklyn side can come out, girl. And I um, really... I do my best to um, get to a neutral state before I respond to people because it, it's been known not to be pretty in the past. So let's keep it pretty. Let's keep it that way. Um, so th this is one of the reasons why I want to teach you this fun exercise today, because I want to show you that you can get information wherever, whenever um, you need it. And I just, another, somebody else posted in membership for your soul. Um, they were just showing uh, a channel session where she just went out and looked at her snow and she got all this beautiful information and was sharing it with us. And it's very profound information and it's going to be very for profound. It was very profound for her. And then she shared it with all of us and it was very beautiful and profound. You want to be able to do that for yourself because it makes your life easier. Trust me. Like I said, I have things going on right now and, um, I'm like a little on the borderline of, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a pretty, um, it's important to me, this thing. And I am like neutral. I'm okay. You know, I'm just letting my, hear my guide say, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. And you know, sometimes that's all you need to hear. You ever say that to a friend of yours when they're going through something and you say, it's going to be okay. And they're like, oh, thank you. Like, that's what they need to hear. You know, they need someone to tell them it's going to be okay. Um, and usually they'll prepare me like, you know, this may happen, that may happen, but it's still going to be okay. And another reason I want you to do this is uh, another experience I had. Again, I'm not sharing specifics because they're very personal to me right now at this moment, but something else that I was applying for and um, I was talking to somebody who was guiding me through it and he's like, let's see what happens. I'm like, you know what? I don't really care. I'm not even like attached to the outcome. It, it's it's up to the universe. If the universe wants me to have it, I'll have it. And I honestly felt that way. And it was so funny because I was getting messages to call, not messages from my guides, emails and stuff. You know, we need to talk to you. We need to do this. And I was like, yeah, whatever. And then everybody I'd gotten to and everybody that I'd spoken to that sent me an email, they didn't know their ass from their elbow. And then I just was like, whatever, if you want me to have it, I'll have it. And I got another email and the person was like, you know, can you call us? Because we're trying to get in touch with you to find out, you know, what we can do with this thing. And um, I waited over the weekend. I just didn't care. I surrendered. And then I called this morning, just now, right before this podcast. And the person was so knowledgeable, such an expert, put pushed everything through. I was like, see what happens when you surrender? It all just works out. I was just not attached. If it worked out, great. If it didn't work out, it was fine. Whatever universe wants me, I know I'm going to be fine. I was actually, I think I was reading something or watching something last night. I can't remember. But I'm a big believer that anything that's happening in your life, there's a reason for it. It's it's giving you information. And if you look at it as an acceleration, an evolution, a moving forward, even if the experience that you're having is quite difficult or grieving or hard, 
there's still always an opportunity for growth and evolution and movement forward. Now, I always say that with so much respect because everybody has their own experiences in life and um, somebody who may be grieving really, really hard and listening to this may not be in that place. And I respect that. I really do respect that. So what we're going to do is we are going to think of a question, right? And I want you to really think of this question. We've played this game before. We're playing it again, but it's going to be different. I want you to think of a question that's not a yes or no. Remember the detachment? I don't want you attached to the outcome. So a great way to do questions is, um, I'm trying to think, I'm going to play along with you. When I play along with you, it usually helps sometimes because I channel this information as it comes through. And when I play along, I'm like, oh, that's great. <laughs> that was fun. That really worked for me too. Let's do that. Um, but what I want you to do, I'm, I'm a little all over the place, but whatever. I think you guys are getting used to me. I want you to think of a question, but like, say you want to know, am I going to get that job? Or will so-and-so ask me to marry him or her? Or will she accept my proposal? Or will my show get sold? Will it, my, you know, and those are really big questions, right? But that's a yes or no question. And there's really nothing wrong with yes or no's at times, but usually even if it's a yes or a no, you want to know the information behind it. So say it was, am I going, is she going to accept my proposal? And say the answer's no. Then you'd be like, oh no, I'm freaking disappointed. I can't believe it. So there's always a, a dot, dot, dot technique or a but that goes on after that. I teach the dot, dot, dot technique. And that's the technique where you just go, okay, no, is this a no, why? Is it, is it because it's not good for me right now? Is it because we need to work through something? Is it because she's not ready? Is it because um, there's more opportunity? There's, what am I not seeing? So we go with a what? What am I not seeing? What do I need to know about myself? What do I need to know about this situation? How can I grow in this moment? How can I learn to accept this information right now and grow from it? What am I not seeing? So I always try like, uh, you can go with what, how, where do I need to go to find out more? Where do I need to go inside myself? Um, those are great ways to have questions, to create a question. So I want you to think a question, but I want you to think more of a what, how um, kind of scenario, more of an, in, be the investigator in your own life. So if the question is, I'm going to show you again, how it works, because sometimes I can be confusing and I edit in my head. Um, trying to find a new, oh, I know. Okay. I'm starting to look at writing teachers again, because I, I know I keep threatening to tell you the story about Salminio, but I really feel that it's such a big story that I want to do it as an investigative podcast. I may introduce the story here just so because I've been teasing you guys with it. And this is episode number 21 and I haven't shared it at all. Um, but I'm, I've been talking to different writing teachers. I'm looking at different writing teachers. So I may ask, what do I need to know about this project? How do I need to be preparative for this project? Um, I'm so excited. I can't wait to start doing it. Like, what do I need to do in my life to get ready for it? How do I need to evolve? So I want you to, I'm going to do this in real time. I want you to think of a question right now and write it down. And I'm going to do this with you. So we're going to do this real time together. Okay. Okay. 
So we're going to play with physical senses and psychic senses combined, okay? So the first thing I want you to do is look at the clock and see what time it is. Now, it's very hard for me to teach you all my numbers. If you join Membership for Your Soul, here's my plug. Since I don't have ads, I'm just going to friggin' plug my own stuff. That's going to be my ads. <laughs> so if you join Membership for Your Soul, I'm going to be teaching all about numbers in April. See you then. Okay. So that's what I'm going to do. That's what I've said I'm going to do. So write down the time. And this is what I suggest you do. Because I can't teach you all of the numbers right now, break down the time to a single digit. So make sure it's a single digit. Single digit. It's perfect for me. Okay. Now, take that single digit and just ask yourself how you feel about it. How do you feel about that number? My number is the number four. So I'm going to tell you about the number four just because it's my number four. Number fours are about foundations. And foundation, when we speak about foundations, and I'll teach you how to do this for your own number, don't worry. How I feel about foundations, that's like what your belief systems are. What are you standing on? What's the platform of your life that you're standing on? Um, the number four also represents to me the base chakra, even though it could be the heart chakra, right? Because the fourth chakra is the heart chakra. You could be April. It could be the month of April. So let's all take the single digit number. I'm going to teach something new right now. and. Um, put it towards a month of the year. Since there's 12 months in a year, you're not going to have probably 11 or 12 unless you want to choose that. But take the month of the year that the number represents. Never taught this before. This will be fun. And so you have a single digit, right? If it's one, it's going to be January. If it's two, it's going to be February. If it's three, it's going to be March. If I have to explain it further, then you shouldn't be listening to my podcast. Kidding. So what I mean is figure it out. A lot of times people, so I teach so many students, right? And um, sometimes people just like, they get like deer in the headlights because they're so afraid of getting it wrong and they stop thinking and they're waiting for me to give them all the direction. And I'm like, just, just play with it. Just figure it out. You can't be right or wrong. Whenever I do a meditation, if I like, if I, I tell my students before we go into a meditation, if I tell you to go right and you want to go left, go left, follow yourself. So you take that single digit number, right? It's now representative of a month. Mine's going to be April because it was four. How, what do you know about that month? What do you know about that month? Like mine is spring and it's new growth. And I love spring in Marin County where I live right now. I don't know how long I'll be living here because I'm getting information, but it's about Marin County. It's about, um, the, the weather is always, I don't like the heat. So it's spring is usually like great weather and you get to smell all the flowers and there's joy in the air. And I'm still wearing like clothing that I'm comfortable in, but I'm getting to play more tennis and the daylight is changing. I really wish they would stop with that stupid daylight savings thing and just leave the clocks alone. And so write down what that month represents to you. Maybe you got the month nine, September, going back to school, you know? So just write some information now about it and we'll do it real time together. If you're confused, write anything you want down about that number. Maybe you like the way the number four, I love the way the number four looks. I think it's so cute. I don't know why. I really like the number four. Just write what you feel. But mainly if you want to write it representative of a month of the year, then write about that month. Okay, so we're going to do this in real time. Okay, great. 
All right, so the next thing we're going to work on is closing your eyes. And like I said, you can't do this when you're driving. And going into that month, the experience of that month, and imagining you're hearing a sound. Imagining you're hearing a sound. What did you hear? And remember, you have to use your imagination when you work with me. It's the only way that your gifts, at least for me, the way I teach, your gifts will explode and open up and be so exciting. And what happens a lot of times when people work with me is they'll be doing stuff. I do this stuff in my soul sessions and soul finder Academy, another plug since I don't have ads. And, um, when we do this work, people, sometimes they come out of it, they have very profound experiences, but they don't always know what it means. And then they'll be going through their day. And all of a sudden that experience will show up in their day and they'll be like, and they'll be like, holy mackerel, that was so cool. And it means blah, 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 blah. And I could feel it. And it's just a great experience. So whatever sound you heard, I heard birds singing, obviously it's spring. I want you to write your memory of that sound. What is a memory you may have of that sound? Now, here's, let me go with this, okay? Sometimes you don't know your memory of the sound because you may have been hearing um, something that was uh, odd or you're like, so Marilyn, I don't know, I heard a hawk and I don't know my memories of hawks. Then go with how does it make you feel? Always go with feeling whenever you're working with readings because feeling is everything. It's how it connects us to what we really want, to the information. And when we're in our full on feeling for everything, that's when the universe is like, holy mackerel, I finally know what they want. Now we can give it to them. And it's really like the energy of your feelings really connects you to the synchronicity of your life. So how do you have a memory of this particular thing you heard? Take a moment now to write it and then write how you feel about it. Like, I don't have a memory of when I heard first heard birds singing, but I have a memory of whenever I hear birds, it makes me, I'm trying to think about, I don't really, you know what my memory of the bird singing is when I took you guys on that hike and I, that crow that uh, was sitting in the tree and he kept going, rah, 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 and it was like talking to me and it was such a cool moment for me. Just go with anything. Go with what you think a memory of it is. Like I could imagine in... Um, New York, when I lived in New York and the birds singing meant spring was coming. And after a long winter in New York, you're like, thank friggin' God, you know, forgive me, God. Um, so just make something up, but let's have fun. Let's like, we're writing a story right now. You don't need to be perfect. Okay. So I'm going to do it too. And then you can write how it makes you feel. So I'm going to write a memory and how it made me feel. Okay, so now we're going to play another hearing thing. So what I'm going to have you do is you're going to close your eyes and you're going to listen and you're going to listen to the actual sounds in the room that you're in or if you're outside. It's not your inner thoughts. It's not some of you already communicating with your guides, your guides going, wow, this is fun. I'm really glad we're doing this. This is such a great podcast. I'm going to share it with all my friends and rate it. Man, I'm learning how to do ads throughout my whole podcast. This is fun. Anyway, um, you have to bear with me today. Once, once I tell you next week what was going on this week, you'll be like, okay, we understand why she was a little wacky. So 
we're going to play with sound. I teach Claire audience this way. I'm not going to be able to teach you the entire Claire audience thing, but I'm going to teach you a piece of it, which will really help you. Claire audience lives in your throat chakra. It's about clear hearing. I explained this before. It's like sentences, but all you're doing right now is we're going to, I'm going to get you quiet for like 10 seconds. You're going to pay attention to the sound that you hear wherever you are in your room, in your kitchen, outside, wherever you are, you're going to close your eyes and do this. That's why you can't be driving. And then you're going to notice more importantly, besides what the sound is, where you hear it. And you're going to be like, what does that mean? So many times when we do this, I I, I hate to tell you too much because I want you to just have the experience. Just notice where you hear it. Notice where you hear it. I'll explain after. Okay. Close your eyes and just listen and hone in on one sound, like really focus in on one sound. Now, when you're listening to that sound, don't open your eyes yet. It's telling you to do something. What is it telling you to do? Okay. So write down what that sound was, and I'll take you through mine just so you understand. And write down, you might have remember, like, I'm always, always feeling. So I'm like, oh, I hear it. I feel it. And then it starts talking to me when I asked it to talk to me, right? Again, imagination. So um, write it down right now, and then I'll tell you what mine was so that you could see how it works. Okay. So the reason why I have you focus in on one sound is when I was studying clairaudience, there was nothing, nothing out there about clairaudience. And clairaudience was one of my gifts that was like opening up and it was going in and out. And it was making me a little nuts. And I was like, I, I, I need this solid. So my guides taught me how to do clairaudience, clear hearing. And one of the things they had me do, which is what I teach, is getting quiet, listening to the sound honing and and usually you don't have to even focus on a sound one sound ends up being the loudest sound and it could be the most distant sound in the room but it becomes the most loudest sound that's a psychic connection to that sound there's information in everything remember so when they did this with me i would hear the sound i think it was a humming of a refrigerator i can't remember what it was but it wasn't the loudest sound in the room but it was the thing they made me listen to and then i noticed where i heard it And that's something you may want to do this again when you play with it, because when our guides speak to us, they speak this, I teach this, they speak to you in a certain way. It also falls in a certain way in your head. You may hear it in your heart. I hear it between where my ear meets my face. And so I know when my guides are talking to me, they're talking to me right in that spot. When deceased people are speaking to me, they speak in the center of my left ear. So they do that purposely so that you're never questioning, was that them? Was it not them? You start learning their energy, their vibration, and you start learning where they talk to you. You don't question when it's them because I'm like, oh yeah, that's my guides. Now, sometimes now, because I've been talking to them for so long and I know them so well, sometimes now it'll fall in the right side of my head, but I know it's them. So um, that's the thing. So I got the hum of the computer was pretty loud for me. 
And I was excited when I heard it because I was like, right away, like I, I know how to read for myself right away. I'm like, oh, this is exciting. This is about doing this work. It's about doing this podcast about, I can't wait to dive into Sal's story and tell you about Sal and how Sal had my back. And, and But I recognize when I do this, I'm going to be going back into the investigation and it sucks me in. I mean, literally, like, I'll be like, I, I can't leave my computer. And it goes, I go down a rabbit hole investigation. And to do investigative reporting, I really have to free up my time a bit to be able to do it. But I'm so excited to do it. And then I asked it to start talking to me. And it was like, do it, do it, do it. It was like a little kid. The hum of the computer was like a little kid jumping up and down. So excited. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. So you may have had that experience. You may have not had that experience. You may be like, I'm not having any of these experiences. If you're struggling with this, don't worry. If you're struggling with this and you give up, that's not good. But if you're struggling with this, but continuing to work with it and try, I applaud you. I'm excited for you. Many times when I work with people that are struggling, when I can walk with, walk them through it, even if they get just one thing, usually they get more because I'm asking the right questions and feeling into it. But even if they get just one thing, it's great. They're like, oh my goodness, I got it. That was amazing. That's what you get out of this. That's great. Okay. I think I'm just going to do, hmm, I'm going to do one more. I think I'm going to do one more and I'm going to combine clairvoyancy with clairaudience. And then we're going to summarize it. So this is what you're going to do this time. Hmm. I think I want to do, I want to do two things. Yeah. I'm going to do it differently this time. Hmm. I'm going to trip you guys up a bit because when I give you free will, you second guess yourself. I want you to take a moment, think of your question. Do it real time with me. And then I just want you to... Scan your room and pick something, but you have to pick something. Now, this is how this works. Normally, I do a count time. I, I, I count it or I say, stop, it's that. I don't want you doing that. I want you to really get into the objects in the room or in your surroundings or if you're outside, and I just want you to pick something. Sometimes your eyes will fall on something and they'll, they won't remove. You can't take your eyes off it. So just pick something. Okay. Oh my goodness. That's so funny. So whatever you picked, write down what you picked, write down where you got that thing from. Now, say you picked a tree outside. You'd be like, well, Marilyn, nobody, I, I, nobody gave me that tree. Well, where did, where do you think that tree came from? Did God bring that tree? Did somebody plant a seed? Did a bird drop a seed? Tell a little story about it. Um, Sometimes I just pick the computer duster thing, which I didn't pick this time. I actually picked something that's so profound that I didn't realize I was going to pick it and I forgot, which I'll share in a minute. It doesn't matter. Just be like, oh, I got it from the store and I can afford it and I buy it. Just, just tell a little story. Remember, no periods, dot, dot, dot. But just write about it, where you got it from, how it makes you feel, and just write a little something now. Okay. Give you a couple more seconds. Okay. Now, 
I want you to ask that object to sing a song to you. So look at the object and let it sing a song to you. And write down whatever lyrics you get, whatever lyrics you get from that song. And it may just be music. So if it's just sometimes people just get music without any lyrics, if that's the case, don't negate it. What I want you to do then is be like, um, how does it make you feel? Everything. Remember, just go to, how does it make me feel? How does it make me feel? How does it make me feel? If, if I could get my students to do that all the time, the ones that struggle, they wouldn't struggle anymore. Okay. So take a look at your question and I'm going to take you through mine so you get it, how I work it. And then see how all of this information answers your question. And what you want to do with the lyrics of the song is look it up. So you can look up the lyrics, which I had to do because I only heard one lyric. And it was interesting. I always hear, I can see clearly now. That's the song they always give me. They didn't give me that song this time. I think that's the first time in like 15 years. They finally gave me a different song. So you can look up the lyrics and you'll have more of a reading. Now I'm going to teach you one other thing at the end of this reading that is a super cool thing to do. So you should have have a, quite a bit written. If you're anything like me, I write quite a bit, but I, I didn't write go crazy because we did this kind of quick. So you could pause, you could do this again, you could do this with another question, whatever you want to do. What you did is you just married clairvoyancy with clairaudience. You didn't wait until you heard something. You, you asked it, give me a song. Some of you may have been like, I didn't get a song. Then pick a song, pick a song. People will think like, well, I manipulated. No, you didn't. I guarantee you didn't. I guarantee you picked that song for a reason. It's like when we did tarot cards, when I was studying tarot cards for so long, um, the, the right card always came out or a card would keep, would fall out of the deck. It's the card. You learn to trust. That's the card. No matter what, that's the card. So that's the song. So my question is, what do I need to know about doing Sal's story, right? So the first thing I got was the clock and it was 1210 when I looked at it. So I brought it down to the single digit of four which is April, but it's also about foundations, belief systems. This is a big deal for me to do this story because the guy that was convicted of his murder was not the right murderer. And he's still alive. I know somebody who spoke to him and that's one of those rabbit holes that I would go down to, to find him and interview him. So it's a lot of belief systems. Like the person I know who did the killing is still alive. And it's a really scary story for me to do because I, I have to be careful. Well, I, I once shared some of this information and I've shared it a few times actually, and people figured out who it was. So, you know, that's a scary thing for me because there's always, even though I've been communicating with Sal for so long and when I start communicating with him, it's just like I said, we're like in, a, we're just in a dimension together. I haven't said that, but we're in a dimension together. And then it's like, um, if people start finding this out, you know, there's always a, small percentage that I'm wrong, right? You know, I usually err on the side of I'm right no matter what, because I have a feeling that I'm correct no matter what, but it's scary. So I got, you know, springtime, the four was huge for me. So love and clearly makes me feel good, excited. It's when I moved here, when I was moving to uh, Marin, I didn't have a house yet. And it was April and I was flying up here from LA 
And um, every time I drove over the bridge, the Golden Gate Bridge, because I fly up to San Francisco and Uber would take me over. And as soon as I get over the Golden Gate Bridge, like it's, it's beautiful here. It's magnificently beautiful. And it was spring and the greenery. And I was just so excited. Like I felt, I fell so in love with it. And I was like, so I was remembering that I was like so excited. I came here from San Francisco and I was moving here and, and I was just the flowers and the beauty. And it was just so beautiful. It was so amazing. So then we, I said, close your eyes and hear a sound. And of course I heard birds singing, right? And for me, I don't really have a particular memory of birds singing except the one I just shared with you. But where it took me was to my grammar school. So I went to a very elite Catholic grammar school where um, it was two city blocks, which is huge in Brooklyn with these big walls around it and these really mean nuns. Not all of them were mean, but it had a pond and it had rolling grass hills and it was beautiful. And I loved it because I grew up in a railroad apartment. We all like basically slept in one room. You know, the houses were attached. The neighbor next door used to complain because my brother would blow his nose really loud. And she would call my mother and be like, could you tell him to not blow his nose so loud? It did sound like a horn. So I don't blame her for being upset. But that's how much we were on, like we were up each other's asses. So my grammar school playing outside, you know, after winter, we had long winters, but being able to, I remember rolling down those, those grass fields in my, in my Catholic school uniform. And I loved it. And it was exciting. And it was like new beginnings. And it was just so much fun. So then we got the hum of the computer, right? So that was like exciting. Do it. I'm so excited. I love working on my computer. I'm recording right now on my computer with you. I'm getting to create. It's amazing. Then they took me to a thing in my room which is this little plaque that says love grows here and it's got trees on it. And here's the interesting thing. I was like, oh, wow. You know, out of all the things I have in my office, that's where they took me. And I, I was like, where did I get that? And I remember I got it at my going away party. My friend um, threw me a going away party when I was leaving LA. And this woman, Annie, who was one of the first producers, I used to be shopped around a lot for my own TV show. And she was one of the first producers that was working with me. She's one of the first producers I shared the Sal story with. They were over the moon about the Sal story. Um, and that got me into a lot of production companies' doors. And she was just somebody who really believed in what I did and how I worked and and was really a big, um, I'm getting chills with this, which is so sweet, really big believer in that. And the sign on it says, love grows here and it's trees. And I look at trees. I can't, on my Facebook lives, I usually will show the trees that I face, which are beautiful. And I was like, oh, and Annie gave it to me and believed it. And then the song I got was happy. And the only thing I could hear was Pharrell Williams singing happy, which is such a beautiful song. So I went and looked it up. It's like, let me tell you now, here we go. It might seem crazy what I'm about to say. I feel crazy about this. So, and believe me, my, like, my family is not on board. Like, I don't even give a shit anymore, i tell you the truth, because I have my own family, my friends. Sunshine, she's here. You can take a break. I'm a hot air balloon that can go to space with the air like, I don't care, baby, by the way. Come on. Because I'm happy. Clap along if you feel like a room without a roof. That's what this makes me feel like. So creative, like a room without a roof. Nothing's containing me. Nothing's keeping me in. Because I'm happy, clap along if you feel like happiness is the truth. Yes, this is my truth. I want to do it, no matter what people think about me. Clap along if you know what happiness is to you, because I'm happy. And I'm like, this makes me so excited. Clap along if you feel like that's what you want to do. Yes! 
yes, I want to do it. Then it says, here's some bad news talking this and that. Well, give me all you got and don't hold it back. Well, I should probably warn you, you'll just be fine. No offense to you. Don't waste your time because I'm happy. Clap along. And then it goes into the 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 thing again. Clap along if you feel like you're happy. Um, so I'm not going to read that again. And then it goes, here, here, go bring me down. Can't nothing bring me down. My level's too high to bring me down to bring me, bring me down. Can't nothing bring me down. His level's too high to bring me down because I'm happy. So what's the answer? My question was, whoops, wrong page. Hold on. That's why I like playing along with you guys. What do I need to know about doing Sal's story? Well, what do you think I need to know? It's going to make me friggin' happy. And who cares what people think? I got to get the truth out there and nothing makes me happier than getting the truth out there. Yay. So I love doing this. And if I, when I'll share next week, what was going on for me today when I was recording this podcast and you'll see how working with your guides in this way can shift your mood and shift your energy and help you to focus on something else when things are seeming otherwise dismal. So I hope you enjoyed that. I really enjoyed that. I didn't know I was going to do that. That's the way I work. That's why it's even more fun for me to just jump in and, um, and to just kind of just, this is what I do when I do soul sessions, plug SFA, Soul Finder Academy, check it out now, go to soulfinderacademy.com. I promise I won't do that all the time, but it's fun to do my own ads. Um, so it's, this is the way I work. And usually I just like get into a space we get into, especially with soul sessions. Um, I am going to record one of those so that you guys can experience what that's like. But I go into a soul session and I just let my guides work through me. And they're so creative, my guides, that we always play these fun, fun games. So it makes you think differently and be different with your guides. So I hope you enjoyed that. Let me know what you think. Um, do send us emails at care. No, I keep giving you the wrong email. I have too many emails. Info at who could it be now podcast.com. Info at who can it be now podcast.com. Please, if you really are enjoying this podcast, share it, rate it, share it on your Facebook wall, share it on Instagram. I don't do Twitter, but you can share it on Twitter if you like. Rate it, review it. I love reading uh, the reviews. Sometimes I don't always comment. I actually don't know how to comment to them on Podbean. So I know that some of you have been reviewing it and I'm sorry I didn't comment. Um, and thank you so much. I am so enjoying this because I'm happy. I'm not going to try to sing that song. Anyway, much love to all of you. And I will see you next week. Take care. Bye.